0: Well, 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 look who it is nay. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Almond View podcast with myself, Jake Pointer, my co-host Liam Innes. Hello there. And our expert panelists, Thomas Froe, Owen Innes and Mr Stephen Povey.
1: Hello. Hello. In this episode, we will look back at our Premier Sports League Cup group stage games and have a little look into the future for our Premiership season ahead with our new section that definitely hasn't been stolen from any Scottish football-based TV shows. It's only pre-season but, where we give short snippets and nuggets of our opinions of how the season will end up looking.
0: It's been a long time. We've missed you. You've missed us. Probably. Hopefully. Nah, did you actually miss us? Nah, sorry, it's in a minute. Anyway, we're absolutely thrilled to be back with y'all. It's time to strap yourselves in for another rollercoaster of emotions supporting West Lothian's most successful professional football team with us here at the Almond View podcast.
1: The League Cup group stage is over and done with. And it was a bit of a mixed bag for the Lions, but hey, we're through thanks to wins against World Beaters, Brecon City and Beath. a Bruce Forsyth penalty bonus bonanza against Wraith Rovers, however there was an abysmal display in Alawa in a 2-1 defeat. However, let's go through the games one by one, but before we do, boys, how is everyone's summer? Well, it's still technically summer, but how is everyone's i view holiday? Thomas, you start us off with your immense heartbreak from the Euros.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering how long we would go before we addressed this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, So, enjoyed the football over the summer for the most part. Uh, England did quite well, you know. Although, not as good as Scotland with their 0-0 win against England. Um, in our own backyard as well, which I have to say, congratulations, boys. That will go down in the history books. Uh, wow. But no, obviously, we got we got to the final. Um, big disappointment not to win, but yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was still good. It was still good. And apart from that, it's been class. You know, decent weather, got a new gaff. It's it's all good. It's all good.
1: Can I, life. can I can I ask just one question? You're not oh, allowed God. to say anything else after it, right? Who <laughs> the only team that England couldn't score against at the Euros
2: Italy wrong oh, no. nah, nah we, did, we did score against Italy nah, my boy Luke Shaw. nah it was it was Scotland
1: but when right, you're playing against up. you, you it. know when that's it you're, that's done. It? That's no, you're done that's it <laughs> you're done, how you're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Povey how was your Hammond view break because you had a bit of a an interesting summer as well
3: I just a new gap for me as well so I've moved from Argyle all the way to Balcacic and uh, I'm going to be closer for the, the season ticket. No two and a half hour drives to the games anymore. So now buzzing and uh Perth, not sunshine, isn't it? It's been class. So, yeah, see a lot more
1: of me in person. And we cannot fucking wait for that. Owen, how about you?
4: How was your View holiday? I wasn't too bad. I, I I think I watched a grand total of two football games uh, during the course of the summer, and they were both Scotland games. And there was one I just didn't, I just couldn't be bothered watching. Uh, aside from that, new job and all that. So yeah, things are looking up. Getting outside, got a nice uh, bit of sunburn at Aloha away. So you know, ah, it's been all right. Like
1: depressing when the highlight of Aloha was the sunburn. Uh, I'm still Jake, feeling. what about you? Still peeling. <laughs> How, how was your Almond View holiday, Jakey boy?
0: I was good, good, and enjoyed it. Uh, like going, got a new job, which has been quite a lot. Uh, I was a bit naughty, went down to London uh, for the Scotland game. Uh, came back Covid free. Um, I know the, the tartan variant did get spread around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not great, felt a bit guilty, to be honest. But uh, what an atmosphere, and I, oh, I'll do it all again. It was, it was so good. Um yeah, Euros were amazing. But i excited for the new season. Excited to be miserable most weeks all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. oh
1: boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it's uh yeah. Well let's why don't we um just dive right in? My summer isn't really worth talking about. I watched a couple of Scotland games, ended up drinking more cider than I probably should have. That's about it. No new job, no new gaff, no nothing from your old da. Just sheer elation to be back. Uh, right, now that the pleasantries are done with, let's get stuck in. First up in the group was a trip to Brecon City. Now, none of us were there. However, Livy walked away with three points and three goals and a 3-0 win. Thomas, was there anything... About the scoreline, the scorers, or the stats—I know you're a bit of a stats man—they got you excited, or were you expecting a wee bit more because it was just wee bit City?
2: Well, well, I'll—I'll I'll take us back to a few years ago when we had a, a dismal 0-0 draw on the first day of the season uh, in the Championship against Beaking. So it's better than that, I guess. To open the open the season, you know, it, it's a 3 0 win against. Probably the shittest team in Scotland or shittest senior team in Scotland. Um, <sighs> just, 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 yeah, just to kind of stick the boot in. But, you know, it's, it's positive. Scoring goals can never complain. Uh, obviously, a couple of the new boys in the score sheet as well. Always nice. I mean, I've, I, you're right. I do love our start and we dominated them. So, you know, it would maybe be good to see a bit more output from that. And I think that showed in kind of the, the games after as well, that we're just not quite clicking yet. Um, but yeah It's a 3-0 three, three, win It's a start it, It's better than a 0-0 draw So That's my take on it
1: Nah Yeah Fair play I mean uh, Yeah the most exciting thing for me Was probably um, The two new boys Parks and uh, Obelai Getting on the score sheet But as you said It just looked a bit We could have done a wee bit more I think But A win's a win 3-0 How often do Livy win 3-0, not very, so I was happy enough. Exactly. Uh, now the next game, myself and Owen had the pleasure and mispleasure of being at, obviously it was the first game that I'd been to for 500 days, it was the first game that Owen had been to and even longer than that uh, however it was a 2-1 defeat at the hands of League 1 Alawa Athletic or as they are officially known now ex-Rangers captain Barry Ferguson's new team it was the first time seeing some of the new signings. Bruce Anderson scoring with the only touch in the box for the Lions I think uh, but was there anyone else that stood out for you Owen in that game?
4: the simple answer is no uh, I thought that on the day we were just awful uh, really uh, I think Jack Jacko had a good game but I mean he wasn't really one of the new boys um Fitzwater and Parks just aren't clicking or weren't clicking certainly in that game. Um I mean we were essentially playing two at the back. We weren't we weren't playing any any kind of form of descent of defensive football against a team that just carved us open on more than one occasion. I mean they should add four. They had they had they hit the woodwork twice. You know? Connor Salmon getting goal side of Jack Fitzwater three times in the first half i mean conor salmon is one of the worst footballers i think i've ever seen in person and he managed that um but yeah i think uh, as i say i think jacko was really kind of the only one aside from uh aside from anderson anderson gets in good positions but he finds himself uh offside quite a lot and we found that also against cowden um which obviously i don't want to go too much into because we're going to get into that later but in terms of if did anyone else stand out? I, f- I mean, maybe Montano. He kind of came on and was driving forward quite a lot, but um, then he he went off injured. Um, I think Williamson came on immediately, gave away a free kick, and then immediately almost smashed someone in the face because they fouled Penrice or something like that. Yeah, it was it was just. A, and all in all, it was a great day to be back at the football but it was a less than good performance from from us.
1: Yeah, it was one of those that, because I hadn't, well, none of us have been in so long, but I mean, we were lucky that uh, we had the opportunity to go uh, to the Aloha game. And you were sort of thinking, all right, okay, this is the first time we've been here for 500 days. First time we're seeing Livingston in the flesh. Let's just get behind the team. Let's just... But then immediately you're just looking at Parks and Fitzwater and you're just thinking, Fuck! Oh my God, this is going to be dreadful. Uh, they, as Owen said, they just don't really seem to click. The uh, Parks, I think, has a lot of uh, pressure on his shoulders because he is essentially replacing John Guthrie, who not only was an outstanding defender added six, seven goals a season. He scored in his debut and I was thinking, fair play, like maybe he is gonna be this direct replacement. Again it was only Breakin City, but he just doesn't for a guy who's played however many games down in England at, you know, lower league level, but oh, he just doesn't look like he's aware of where anything's going. Um the only pass he would make was to Fitzwater or the keeper. There was nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm hoping that uh, I get proved wrong, but fingers well, fingers crossed I do. After that, obviously the the hideous defeat at the end of drill to Barry Ferguson Football Club, we had the return of so many beautiful people to the Macarena. The first time in five hundred and five days, we witnessed home fans. Finally, where they belong, sort of, because we were in the East End, not the West End, directly into the Sun, but anyway. However, again, despite the occasion, it was a pretty underwhelming performance from Lovey, as we laboured to a nil-nil draw, with Wraith Rovers only creating one real chance. However, we did get the Bruce Forsyth penalty bonus point in the shootout, uh, Povey, during the 90 minutes, was there anything that stood out to you? Any positives?
3: Well, I suppose, firstly, I would say the fact that we could field the team, given there were a bunch of boys who had the squits the week before, leading up to it. a bunch of them had COVID. I thought it was pretty brave wearing the white, given so many <laughs> of them had the squits, to be honest. Uh, so, showed a lot of bravery doing that. But, uh, yeah... I mean, I'd heard, read that Sibs shouldn't have been playing at all, for example, and you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, mean, I wasn't thrilled with the starting lineup, eh, but it got us through. We didn't, we didn't concede, but really, positives were when eh, we made those subs. Um, Sibs and Obailey on made a huge difference. I, I felt we were a lot more comfortable. Bear in mind, are. Thar- or had a very good season last season, so mm. uh, we've got to bear that in mind. We didn't concede against them. Uh, I thought uh, Strayaek Max played uh, really well. Had an excellent shootout. Um, they were they had some amazing penalties actually, and in the, in the penalty shootout. So it was it was good to to beat them, you know. And it proved to be a vital point, as you say. Um, Montano for me, he was my I was. My most impressed, uh, I was most impressed by him uh, at all the new transfers, to be honest. Uh, Mm. I I mean, obviously, it was one game, but uh, I just was impressed. I didn't even know what I thought he was just like play any position you want, pal. You know, he was just running about daft, but he makes things happen. Montano makes things happen. I can just tell that's going to be a phrase that I'll be using a lot. So, big fan of Montano. Big fan of Max again. He, he did well. At the end of the day, we got that important Brucie uh, point as well, as you say. Um, so, yeah, lots of positives. And the biggest positive was, of course, being in the sunshine and seeing my boys, my View boys. in beautiful boys. moment. Beautiful moment.
1: Aww. Well, that was, uh, you raised an amazing point there that uh, well I hope he's an avid listener because he tells me he is but Connor Stables raised that despite us I mean we were, under, we were pretty underwhelming the performance wasn't amazing but you know we, had, we did have a Covid outbreak number of players out of the shits but the main point was that Wraith Rovers last season had this identity of playing sexy football ball on the deck spraying it whatever you know like brilliant to watch, watched a couple of their games on the BBC Scotland channel uh, and we reduced them to fucking long balls so it it does show that we are still quite effective in stopping opposition playing but just need to get a wee bit more from the boys Uh, obviously due to illness and that, probably couldn't push it, on the penalty shootouts right, I (laughs) I mean I'd the penalty shootout obviously got us through that extra point, but Jake, what do you actually think of this whole Bruce Forsyth-esque game show penalty shootout? Especially, imagine that it's the last game and neither team can qualify, it's a nil-nil draw and you still have to do this fucking stupid penalty shootout, what is your opinion on them?
0: I think it's brilliant. I think it's so funny. <laughs> it is so stupid. But, I mean, I like it. I mean, at the end of the day, the game was the game pretty dire. Um And so I just pick up on your point, Paul. I thought you, th- you said Max was great. I thought he was shite. He kicked the ball out about eight times. It was doing my nothing. And yeah, okay, he didn't have much to do, but all he had to do was kick it. And he was just <laughs> battering it out every single time. Anyway, so I did brilliant in the, in the shootout. And it was funny. The whole kind of silly drama of it, like the staring out Wraith Rovers fans in this wee Diddy Cup game that meant nothing. I'm for it. I gets it's class. It's so, it's so silly. And then like Lo- Jackson Longridge, kind of say, thought he was shite that game. Uh, I thought he had a real poor game. That I mean, obviously he was getting he was getting wound up by because he got well. I I couldn't really see it properly, but from you guys a bit further up, you saw he was getting properly shagged off that boy. So no wonder he was a bit annoyed. And then you said obviously Firmland before. But I, I'm absolutely here for it. Him bamming them up, superb. And yeah, Max, I mean, Max saves are great. I didn't actually get to see it from the um, other angle. But yeah, uh, good on him. But yeah, I think, I think it's really good. I think was, I, I enjoyed it. And like Povey said, the occasion was brilliant. And then I think me and Mark Mickelson saw Christoph Berra's Bobby at the end as well, which is even better.
1: He told me that. He told me that. He said, uh, yeah, he said it was pretty large, fair play.
0: Just walked around the side of the stadium and there was this Christoph Berra just walking starkers out Yeah fair play man, that was probably my highlight Actually, but honestly great. The, the day was the day was great The only shy thing was like um, You know, I know how the situation is about you know, I had to like sit for most of the game By myself Because then cause yeah. everyone didn't get tickets again. that was a bit annoying But luckily Mark was a bit and I could watch him uh, later Because it's not really the same when you're shouting In front of all these families <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had to yeah. feed after I was just like yelling shit. I was like, actually, loads of kids around here who do not care about this football game. And neither no. should I, but I do. <laughs>
1: they, they were there for the Bruce Forsyth penalty shootout. That's what every, every kid, that was the first question I would ask if I was taken to the football when I was younger, before I got real into it was, is there any chance this is going to penalties? My dad would say, no. I'd be like, well. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. You've completely lost my interest. I so, didn't even know it was
0: going to penalties, though. I actually did not know that was the thing. Like, I stood up to leave, and Mark, and then I was looking at Mark. I was like, "Are they? Are they why are they all round the manager? Is this going? To, oh my God, is this going to penalties?" And he was like, and someone was like, "Aye," right. and so I was like, "What?" <laughs> that is the I, mean,
1: I don't know. It's good to get that bonus point, and thankfully, that bonus point was relevant I at the end of the game didn't think it would be but our qualification was confirmed only just but hey that doesn't matter we're through that's all that matters uh, with a 3-1 win against Cowden Beef now for me we uh, spoke about Jackson Longridge obviously owns Jackson Longridge will never do wrong in his eyes I don't get it. I don't get why we brought him back. I don't really fully understand. Like he's, I, I think he's a great championship fullback, but he just doesn't. I mean, even in these games, he just doesn't look. Doesn't look like he wants to get forward. He's never asking for the ball. Um, his deliveries are quite good, which is which is a bonus. But the difference when he came off. Unfortunately, he got injured and James Penrice came on at left-back was night and day. Penrice was playing a bit further forward in the games against um, Wraith Rovers, Alawa. I'm not entirely sure if he started the breaking game, but I honestly... No, I'm here for James Penrice to be at left-back. I thought he was phenomenal. And then another shining light. Oh my God. I cannot describe how much I fucking love James, uh, James, J's, uh Kabia. Oh my god, man! It was only cowed and beef, but fucking hell, just every touch he was take like I, I, he's gonna give the ball away so much this season. But it just doesn't doesn't matter to me. I think he's just so every touch is positive. He's always looking the wee nutmeg thing that's been on the socials. Um, from the club and from uh, Jays himself, honestly I just, I couldn't oh, nah, he is just unbelievable he's going to be a real maybe not a key player but we will bring him on for moments don't think he's a starter but an impact sub 100% Uh, the game was marked by a phenomenal strike by our favourite player and our player of the year last year, Craig Sibbald. Thomas I want to get your opinion on Craig Sibbald. The goal was outstanding he was so consistent last season but do you want a wee bit more from him this season? Do you think this year he can make that place of I'm the main man he might be able to make up the six goals that Guthrie's leaving behind. Do you think he can sort of overtake that Mantle and be the main man this season.
2: I, I I don't know if he needs to be. To be honest, I think what we need from him is a consistent performer who's going to create. And he didn't look like 100 fit when he came on uh, against Wraith, but he changed the game. I thought I thought he gave us an option. He was getting the ball forward, um, and you know with the goal against Breakin as well. Uh, sorry, gets and beef as well. Uh, you know, he's just showing that he has those moments in him. And I, I just think we just need someone who can carry the ball forward, find those passes, find pits and areas. And I think that's all he needs to be. If he can st- step up and start scoring more, then I mean, none of us are going to complain. But I don't think the mantle should be directly on him because of the position he's kind of played in different positions. Um, I know he's played out wide. I wouldn't call him a winger. But when you've got you know similar players inside, maybe that is the best position for him. But I do think it limits us a little bit width-wise, uh, especially with Montana coming in or Montano, Montano, Montano coming in as well. That offers us another player in the wide position. So I think he just needs to be consistent again. I liked him actually when he played deep last year because I, I, mm. I felt like he picked the ball up deep and then made those passes and got us up the park. If we're trying to build for deep. Like it looks like we are. It's not going to work every week, but you know, if we want to play that sort of football, then I think he could be key. But just by being the player that he is, he doesn't need to bang in all of goals. But he just needs to give us that consistency in the midfield to move the ball the ball forward and
0: you know find feet. Jake, we always said like, ages ago when when it was like I don't know if it's two seasons ago when it was him and Bartley were together. We always loved yeah. that. We would always. I think. I think we were. Every single one of us agreed that that was our favourite place to play them. I think he got got pushed up more and more. But I mean, now that potentially Bartley's not really going to be in the team, and then the other big man, you know, maybe bring that back because I felt we were kind of, in the especially in the Wraith game, I felt we were really lacking in midfield for yep. having just one person to really hold. It kind of was like they were all kind of pushing out. I don't know if that eh, Williamson's ever going to go in there. I'm yet to see. Obviously, we can't judge just yet. Um, but I would be interested to see, like you said, Sibs in that holding. But again, both.
3: Yeah, I mean, there was some looked like some performance from him anyway. It's it's just good to see him lose confidence. I really I was a bit worried earlier in pre-season because there was wee whispers about where Sibs. And, uh, you know, given the season, you know, we all gave him the uh, uh, accolation of uh, uh, Player of the Year, uh, I was a bit worried. So it was so good to see him. And then when he scored that under goal, amazing. And I know he was t- taken out to Monterey Jackson Falkirk that night, because that was my uh, my first night out in Falkirk. And my, my mate Kedsley, Stevie Kedsley, was like, is that Craig Sibbold? I was like, oh. so I know I've moved to a good place. Craig Sybil's eating burgers and having cocktails after scoring a screamer. Legend.
0: <laughs> Did you not say hi to him there?
3: Ah, uh, he was too hi, quick for to me. Craig. I was like, Craig. Yo. So, <laughs> you
1: see him part of a Falkirk, though. Big fanboy. That's outstanding. We'll, um, yeah, I think we'll need to steal the. Uh, the Dogger Saints um, feature of where you've seen certain Levy players in different situations. Because I've told one story of almost being run over by Alan Lithgow, but I do have another one. But we'll save that for another day. We'll save that for another segment because baby, we've got a whole lot of content to get through. So, just finally on the League Cup just now, the draw has been made for the next round. We have St Mirren at home. Owen is this an opportunity to possibly maybe not get to the final um, but an opportunity to get another cup run or are you happy that the job was done getting out the group this season's all about
4: the league concentrate on the league um, everybody loves a cup run I mean I think now a lot of Livingston fans will be wanting us to basically replicate exactly what we did last last season, uh, you know, a national cup final and top six. Unfortunately, I can't see it. Uh, St Mirren look really strong. They made some really really good signings. Greg Kilty, for example, from Kilmarnock, he's going to be a big big player for them uh, this coming season. I, I I mean, it's it's a doable. Achievement, you know, it's something I think we could get past St Mirren, but we really, really, really need to improve um, on on the basis of what we've seen against a Highland League team, the team that almost got pumped out of League Two, as well as Brecon City last season, and a very, very good Wraith Rovers team. You know, the, the two performances against Brecon City and Cowdenbeath were not really anything to base to base anything on so would i love another cup run yes but for me it's it's all about solidifying in the league you know if we can finish 11th or 10th this season i think i'd be quite happy Um, even being in the relegation playoffs i think yeah you know it's a bit of excitement for us you know Gives us that wee bit God. extra, but no, <laughs> I know, I know, I don't want that. <laughs> I, can't, but. I can't take. I would rather go down automatically than go through the. Playoffs. Okay, fair, fair Aye. enough. Well, I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, Aye. Everybody always remembers Aye. the team that was relegated rather than the team that was uh, that that finished eleventh. So,
1: yeah, I've got a feeling that uh, Partick, if we finish in the playoff position. Arctic will be being for our lion blood Uh, yeah so 10th place I'm absolutely fine with I would be over the moon with 12th place fair enough we deserve to go down 11th fucking no chance I am not going through the playoffs again (laughs) this section is called it's only pre-season but where we will make grandiose predictions For the season by starting our statement With that very introduction This is 100% not Stolen from a view from the terrace And any accusation That we have stolen it will be met With a copy and pasted statement on our Twitter page saying Well they didn't copyright it Get it fucking up them So Thomas why don't you give us Your it's only pre-season But
2: It's only pre-season but I look forward to to seeing our new shape this year and us playing up from the back. I predict it will be a success against the smaller teams. I hate us reverting to the lump it forward thing that we seem to have been labelled from. We did that in the first half against Wraith. Second half, we looked a lot better. We played the ball out and we put pressure on them. We got them high up the park. Our best performances last season is when we got the ball up the park and kept the pressure on. And kept teams in their own halves. Hibs away. Aberdeen away. Our best performances. If this shape is going to help us do that and push us up the pitch, then I will be very happy and we will get the Europa League.
1: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That is the sort of juicy content that I really wanted from this section. Oh, my word, Thomas, you have put us on a pedestal and I can't wait for us to fall off it.
4: Uh, Owen, give us your it's only pre-season, but... It's only pre-season, but James Penrice will make it as the best left-back in the team of the year. I think when he came on, I, uh, I say uh, watching the games he played cent- central midfield against Brecon, and then played like left wing... Against Alloa and Wraith. And then he came on as a left back against Cowden Beath. And he was brilliant. um Again, he was one of those players that a few people very much like. Jackson Longridge said, Don't understand why we're bringing him back. We're getting him from a really poor Partick Thistle team. The guy is probably about the same age as Jackson Longridge, actually. Maybe even just a little bit younger. But he was just brilliant i really enjoyed him when he was with us before he had to fill in at the central midfield role when uh, when we were in the championship um he got recalled we wanted to keep him he got recalled he wanted to stay as well from what i remember uh but uh, his performance on saturday is enough to make me believe that james penrice will knock Barna barisic off of that Team of the Year left-back spot. If not, it'll be Jackson Longridge, of course. These, uh, these are going a lot better than what I thought they would, I'm
1: not going to lie. So, so far, we've qualified for the Europa League and we have the best left-back in the country. Jake, why don't you give us your It's Only Pre-Season But?
0: It's Only Pre-Season But... Bruce Anderson will be the best number nine from Livingston since Lyndon Dykes. Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. So I'm thinking, uh, you know what? Jet was, you know, one of a kind in that way. You know, it it was so good watching him. But as we all know, obviously due to fitness, his consistency throughout the season wasn't there. Bruce Anderson's been putting in the work He's still finding his feet He's scoring goals He looks effective if it comes in I feel positive about it Obviously we could have mentioned his drifts offside a wee bit That'll get fixed, it will get better in that season It's not even started yet But aye, good vibes a week, Brucey boy Liking it But we need to, like against Wraith Pinging long balls up to him With Christoph Berra behind yeah. him Was just mental uh, You know Against guy like Christopher Pereira, who is not fast but physical, get them in behind, get them in the ball on the like you know, try something else. So I'm hoping if we definitely try and fix the tactics towards when when Robbo played. But obviously, Robbo was so good in the air for a wee guy, which kind of you know I don't think Bruce has quite got that yet. But play a bit, a little bit differently, use the new formation as Tam said. Aye, Brucey. Best number nine since Lyndon Dykes. Heard it here first, the Almond View podcast and that lanky fanny. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Nah, yeah, I've got a lot of, not high hopes for Bruce but I remember at the time when it was announced that he was coming in I'm pretty sure I put on the Almond View Twitter the polis will be at Livingston's door because us getting Bruce Anderson for an ageing jet was an absolute steal. However, on reflection, I'm like uh, we will miss Jet, and if we had yeah, a full cool. fit Jet, yeah, then fuck me, like it would have been incredible. But yeah. yeah, I've got I've got hopes for Bruce Anderson. He's always in the six yard box, hence why he's always offside. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he can if he can get in the six yard box when he's supposed to be, I think we're on a winner with Bruce. So yeah, that. I agree with you, Jake. I think that is the most sensible one so far. Povey, why don't you give us your it's only pre-season but?
3: It's only pre-season but I can already tell Josh Mullen is barely going to get a game for us this season. I love him so much. think he's one of our best players. He's barely featured, he barely featured since we signed him. When he has played at the end of last season, he was so good. So many great moments. And we just, I don't know, just got a feeling we're just not going to play him. And I love him. And I'm going to get frustrated all season and probably bang up on about it on this podcast every week. However, if I get proven wrong... Again. <laughs> I know, again. So, yeah, that's, I can just foresee it. It's going to do my head in. Not a positive one there, guys. Sorry. I'm not talking about finishing Europe but just going to be banging my head about Josh Mullen
1: Ah, Listen that's that's exactly what we want as well we've had ridiculous statements like we're finishing in Europe (coughs) hopeful statements from Owen and Jake about certain players and the inevitable I think as you said that Mullen I think Owen sort of touched on it earlier on that we've got so many wingers Montano has done enough well against lower league opposition only thing that Forrest and Mullen will have in their locker is the fact that Martindale knows that they can do it against St Mirren Hibs, Harps, Dundee Dundee United they've got that experience of the Premiership already what I want to check though, uh, we will go to the Amundview resident Rainman man Of contract lengths Owen Did Mullins sign a two year contract
4: Last season or is he only signed up For the rest of this season Two year Two, two. So, so it, was, it was a deal until the end of the season With a two year option
1: There you go So with that <clears throat> You're sort of hoping that he will get A bit more game time But I do see us being very frustrated with Mullen on the bench again now it is only pre-season but Jay's caviar is going to be our next big money maker again. genuinely I'm not just saying this because uh, it's my tweets it's all the time I'm saying it because he's clearly a raw talent there's clearly a lot of stuff that you need to work on but the, as I said the, earlier the every touch he makes is positive everything is going forward the deliveries that he can put in are unbelievable he played on both sides of the wing on Saturday he was switching from left to right and I think at one point he played through the middle I actually reckon that late on in a game if we we're chasing a game needing a goal we stick him up top I think he would just be able to create that little bit of space to get a shot away. Uh, I watched uh, an interview with David Martindale about him um, not long after he signed, saying that he's got one of the like cleanest, hardest shots that he's seen at the club. That was at the time, so I don't know if anyone's taken him over, but I think he could go one of two ways. He will either be a star or he just won't be able to sort of just get over that little bit of rawness that he needs to be sort of a consistent player. But that is my only pre-season. But Jays Kabia will be a million pound player. Jakey boy.
0: Just as you were saying that, uh, Pen Rice's mum just followed us on on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We are we podcast are for the mums,
1: hit. baby. <laughs> we are <laughs> such a hit with the mums. For for a podcast that's been criticised for being too negative, the fact that we've got two players' mums follow us. One of which I know has listened. Like, we must be just full of positivity about. it. Well, two players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, think, um, I don't think Tom Parks' mum will give us a follow anytime soon. But, <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, what can you do? Ladies and gentlemen, Almond View boys are back. And as you've already worked out, we're back on our bullshit, baby. We can't wait to get going with the new season, so make sure you tune in to the amazing new guests we've lined up for the week's. Why don't you go and listen to our old episodes, you lovely, lovely lions lion in Jet's metaphorical camp? Thanks again for listening. We love you all. See you next week.